0: Welcome to the Rob at Desk Podcast. I'm Rob Blasey. Thank you so much for listening, looking at the numbers and everything. It is growing and it is fun watching more and more people listen. If you ever have a question or want to drop a line, feel free, shoot me an email, deskofrob at gmail.com. Again, deskofrob at gmail.com. And today, very special guest for you, friend of mine, Coach Pete Deruda, financial advisor, radio host. We talk cryptocurrency, we talk financial planning. We talk home cooking, all sorts of things. Take a listen and enjoy. Three, two, one. Coach Pete, how you doing this evening?
1: I'm doing great, Rob. How are you?
0: Hey, you know what? I'm great because I got a text from you here towards the end of Monday Night Football going, hey, you got time to do a podcast tonight still?
1: <laughs> and then I, I said, wait for, the, wait for the game to be over first. turned turn into a good game. A good game broke out, Rob. Right? A good game.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so we're here after Monday Night Football. It's technically not a post-game show, but uh, it's a post-Monday show here, I guess, and it, last no, minute post-year,
1: thing post-year show because we're here uh, getting pretty well semi-deep in november now and the year's almost over
0: right so it's been a crazy year in the financial world well first like if someone's new here and they haven't heard you before on my podcast coach pete you've been on the radio for how many years now
1: 18 years rob
0: and you've been on i can't even keep track of the number of stations you've been a part of
1: yeah from coast to coast I've been on any big station that you see on the radio dial. I've probably been on there or on there now uh
0: and uh and the other I was trying to think of a way to ask the question, and I couldn't think of it like how much money do you think you've saved people from risky behavior or making bad decisions with over i mean say the last eighteen years when you've been really trying to do it via radio i you mean know, the main
1: only, thing is. Yeah, when I talk to some people that had never have never called my show to talk to me in person or never came in to see my planners, but they tell me that they've taken advice they've heard on the radio and it's saved them money. You know, there's there's probably a lot of people like that. I I'd say, you know, billion it's probably in the billions, Rob. Yeah. That's
0: what it be. That's yeah. what it be.
1: It was just I was yeah. trying
0: to think of a way to like quantify because like you hear of like Dave Ramsey and how many people he's helped, you know, get out of debt and things like yeah. that. And you go like You're on the other side of it, like you have some resources, and you go, like, how do you make sure now that you have some resources you don't lose them?
1: Well, Dave does The Seven Baby Steps, and actually I have a book, and I wrote it before he came up with The Seven Baby Steps, called The Seven Baby Steps. (laughs) (laughs) And But we have something we call Step Eight, and Step Eight is after you get done getting out of debt and getting your life in order, then you need to worry about your second life, and that is your retirement life. And step eight is making sure you have a retirement plan that's going to give you lifetime income you cannot outlive that has growth. you got to protect that growth because you can't give it back. What good is it to have growth if you give it back the next day or next year or next century or next decade, whatever? And then you need to have lifetime income you can never outlive for both you and your spouse. And that's the most overlooked step in any planning uh, scenario is step eight.
0: No, I could I could see that because like as especially now I'm, I'm getting to the point where I have some assets and I'm investing and you can sort of see the up and downs in the market and you go, boy, if I was it, if I was 60 and I took a hit on some of these days where you lose literally multiple points in your account, you just go, whoa, 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 Settle, slow down, slow down, put the brakes on this. Like, how do I, you know, how do I put the air brakes on this?
1: I mean it's tough and you know like when you, go, when you go when you're in vegas the casinos hope to win about 60 some percent of the time yeah you know they aim for 60 to 70 percent and you know they make they make such money in quantity because they have so many people gambling they still make a lot of money but the average investor if you're trying to day trade and you're in and out of stocks all the time or crypto or real estate and you're only you'll be lucky to hit at 60 percent. that means six out of ten trades you win it's hard to make much money there because you're not really winning that much, and you're losing a lot too. That's but a, the average. The sad fact is the average investor loses a lot more than that, and no one admits that. You know, like when you sell, you you buy a stock and it goes up a little bit, so you sell it in hopes that you'll buy it when it goes back down, and it doesn't go back down, so then you run and buy it again. So you miss that. You <laughs> miss what you could have had if you would have stayed there. And that happens to a lot of people. They have something called FOMO. Right? <laughs> you know what FOMO is? Oh, I I, I get that. When you text
0: <laughs> me, go like, "Hey, have you seen the show on Netflix yet?" I'm like, "No, I haven't seen it yet." <laughs>
1: it's fear of missing out oh yeah <laughs> so yeah when you get out of a stock the best thing to do is to not watch it anymore because if you keep watching it you're going to torture yourself and you're, you're going to end up losing my view. the worst the worst enemy to the average investor is themselves
0: oh 100 i've done that before you know you know the worst thing i've done i'm sure you've done this but you've been around longer than i have doing this like you buy something, it goes up, and you sell it. You're like, yeah, you made a good profit. Then all of a sudden, it's kind of like checking in on your ex. It's on Facebook. Then you go like, oh, it went up another five points since I sold it. And then yeah, you- stay away from watching and
1: working and stuff like that. So you know, we said I've been on the radio for about 18 years, but I've been in the financial arena for over 30. Oh wow. And and so i you know, so I don't want to make people think I've only been in the financial arena for 18 years. I got out of college in '88 and got right into the mortgage field for about three years, and then. In, in uh, 1992, Rob, that's when I started in the financial arena. And I've seen, I've seen a lot of success stories and also seen a lot of failures from people who thought they were doing the right thing but weren't.
0: What, what are some of the biggest changes from 92 now to 21? Oh, man. What would you what mean, would... I mean, this <laughs>
1: gas prices, <laughs> mortgage rates. I mean, when I bought my first house in 1996, uh, I, you know, when you buy a house, it's a big step, and it, I know you're buying one. It's a big step, isn't it? And we just
0: closed on it just over a month ago. We've just made the yeah. first mortgage payment, and that's when it yeah. becomes real.
1: <laughs> it's more fun paying rent, where you can just call the landlord and tell them to fix something, oh, right? You but know, what it, I, when you buy a house, you buy you know the problem.
0: You know what I was doing while you were watching Monday Night Football? I was trying to hang a ceiling fan light. That's what I was doing. <laughs> yeah,
1: sounds like fun, Rob.
0: Oh, it's just like going. <laughs> it's like going around in circles.
1: You know what? Uh, no no pun intended on that. You know what? Uh, one of the things that I figured out a long time ago is you figure out how much your time is worth. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, figure out how much you make in an hour, even sitting down, you know, figure out how much you make in a in a year, divide it by twenty four, uh, twenty four hours and then three hundred sixty five days and see how much you're worth an hour. And many times it's it's better like relaxation time to me is worth triple time. So triple the value is if you want to relax with watching football. Because you need to recharge his battery so you can hit the, hit the ground running the next morning. So when, once I figured that out, I started paying people to do the things I didn't want to do. And it's actually cheaper for me to pay someone to do it than do it myself many times. Because no. I, I have the relaxation time. I get to recharge my batteries, come up with show notes, uh, look at crypto, look at financial world, do some studying, all the things I like to do. And one of the things I hated to do was mow the lawn. I used to not look forward to that. I hated it. Every Saturday, it was, huh. the Saturdays would come way too quick. And so once I started paying people to uh, mow the lawn, I enjoyed my weekends a lot more.
0: There was a, there's a study out there. I'll try to find it for you. My wife shared it with me. Is lit- <laughs> yeah. is where they gave people mo- like extra money every month to do whatever they wanted. and They bought things with it. They you know like shoes or whatever. Yeah. And then yeah. They, and they were measuring their happiness, and there wasn't any huge jump in happiness. But then they told people in the, in the second group to do things that saved them time, like pay someone to mow the yard, hang a ceiling yep. fan, all this stuff you know, do their grocery shopping for them. And the happiness went up. So when they use their money to save time, happiness typically went up, which makes a ton of sense with what you're saying there.
1: Well, have you heard the saying, time is money? Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's never true, or is it?
0: Oh, yeah. And it's, it's one of those, especially, I'm, I mean, I'm not that old of a guy, but as you start seeing things like time go by, it seems like the work week goes by. i like, oh, it's Friday already, which is great. Here's the weekend. But then the weekend goes by, you're like, oh, that just flew by too.
1: Yeah, <laughs> where'd everybody go? Right. <laughs> so also, you look it, at it, it goes fast, and, and so yeah, and, and but a lot of people enjoy doing this stuff like that. That is enjoyment. That's a hobby to do housework and to mow the lawn. And it's just, it's just is not my hobby. So right. I don't want to. I don't want someone to think that I'm disparaging it. I just don't like doing it. So therefore, I pay someone else to do it.
0: Right. One of the things I wanted to ask you about is in the since in about the over the last thirty years, one of the new things out there is crypto. And if there's yep. anything people like kind of probably day trading or playing with is cryptocurrency. What are your thoughts on that? And what are, what are your experiences with it?
1: Yeah. Now, the thing to to remember about crypto, and they call it cryptocurrency, and, you know, currency is a tradable asset. The problem is a lot of people are just collecting currency, uh, crypto. They're buying, 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 and it really has no value because many, I mean, what stores do you know that accept any kind of crypto right now? Not many, right?
0: No, not many at all.
1: So why do we call it currency if you can't exchange it for anything? <laughs> <laughs> so so it's fun and I'm I'm big in it, as you know. I, I oh, yeah. May of this year, May of twenty twenty one, I said I finally said, gosh, you know, I get so many people calling and asking about crypto and I really don't know what to tell them because I'm not an expert. I was an expert then in it. And so I said, the only way for me to learn, I try to dabble in it for for years, trying to learn it by just reading things. The only way for me to learn is to put my real put my own money in it. Then it becomes real to me. Right. And I started doing that in May of uh, May of this year, and you know I haven't sold anything, so this is a, what we call an unrealized capital gain. Oh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I am a crypto millionaire. I've made over a million dollars. Made I did not what I put in, but I made I've made a million dollars by investing, and in, I've got about eighty different crypto currencies that I invest in. So I'm not all, putting all my eggs in one basket. I preach diversification, very important
0: because oh, yeah. you never
1: want to. Have all your money in, let say, Bitcoin. That's what everyone thinks of when you hear about cryptocurrencies. Well, that's probably the first currency that comes to your mind, right? Oh, absolutely. Bitcoin. Yeah. There's a lot more than Bitcoin out there. There's a lot more choices. And so uh, there's some that might be even better than Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a really valuable one. But, uh, you know, sometimes you can buy these ones that are very, very cheap. And you have a lot more upswing potential with something that's cheap. You know, people have got really, really rich like the Dodge Coin or Dog Doggy Coin or whatever they call it. I don't, the yeah, Doji or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. People got a lot of people got rich, and so the problem is, and what I'm looking at here is, like I said, I've, I've got a, I've got over a million dollars of profit in there if I wanted to realize it. But what do I do with it then? I mean, you got to convert it back to currency, U.S. currency. Maybe it's a harder process. Plus, you have to it, it costs money to convert it back. But I, I'm a big believer in looking at all asset classes, combine them. And this is my risk money i I, we preach core and explore philosophy core is safe money that's going to be there all the way through your life it'll have lifetime income you can never lose it depending on if the market's going down you're not losing money you lock your gains in each year that's the core Mm -hmm. and then once you get the core and you can you can know with certainty what your income is going to be from that core money and once you get an acceptable income plus 30 percent so Whatever your acceptable income is that you think is going to be fine, I'd like to add 30% more to that because we have no idea what gas prices, inflation, who knows what's going to happen in the future. Once we get that established and we know what our income is going to be, the certain income, the protected and defended money that's never going away unless you want to take it out to spend it, then we can go over to our explore side and take just the gambling side. That's the stock market, real estate, crypto, whatever you want to do. Go to Vegas with that kind of money. But you should never reverse those polarities there and – Money you can't afford to lose in the in a in account that you
0: could lose it. Absolutely, coach. Usually we wait till the, like towards the end of the podcast. But if someone's listening to this and going, man, I kind of want to talk to him about this a little bit more. Or, Get in touch with his people. <laughs> well, would, if they said, hey, I heard you at the Robert Desk podcast. Would you try to find a way to make time for him? Yeah,
1: and all you have to do is go to talktocoach.com. dot talk com.
0: coach dot com. Oh, perfect. We'll send them there, and if they if they. Uh, <laughs> They reach out to. You. I'd be curious if they heard you from here. We've uh, we've got a global reach out here now, Coach. I got some uh, Germany and UK people. the The footprint's getting a little bit bigger every time, Coach.
1: And if you want to text, you can text the uh, name Rob R O B. That's your name, Rob. Okay, by the way, all right. To 600-700. So go, you know, put in 600-700 as the number you're texting to, and then put Rob in the body of the text, and and you'll automatically be entered into. Uh, the queue where we can call you back and then answer any questions you have.
0: That'd be great. No, I'm, ex- I'm glad you can offer to help some people out because it's. I've I've learned a lot listening to you over the years, and because one of the one you used of, to
1: work for me, Rob.
0: That's I, so why I heard you a lot. I heard it over and over and over and over. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, it's hey, it's a uh, all about having fun. I think you can attest to the fact that I try to have fun along with making sure that you know we're serious when it comes to financial planning, but. But that's not all I do in my life. I like to have uh, so, fun too, and I like everybody I deal with to have fun too. And, and so, if your money is taken care of and you have that peace of mind there, it's a whole lot easier to have fun on the other side.
0: So I don't know if you remember, this is about an event nine years ago. We went to go see Michael Israel out in Charlotte. The artist, he does. He's the. He does. He paints the. If they, you don't know who Michael Israel is, he does like like the live. Uh, painting on the six by four canvases you don't know what it is till like the last 30 seconds of what he's painting where he like spins it around you're like oh it's Muhammad Ali oh it's you an know. amazing artist didn't he? it's amazing. amazing and so we went out there and it was an auction and so it reminded me because of Monday Night Football the Steelers are playing Big Ben was quarterback and there's a silent auction and I'm walking around and there's all these you know really cool you know uh you know signature pieces and stuff and there's a an autographed picture of Ben Roethlisberger there and you're like, oh, you should get that. And it was like, it was a few bucks. And I was like, ah, oh, it at that stage where I didn't have as many assets. So I was like, nah, not the, not the right time. And you you, you walk down right there in front of him and put my name on there and put a bid on it for me. And I just look at you and go, if I win that, you got to pay for it because I don't have the cash on me. <laughs> and, you, and you did. And my last day in the office with you, I'm like, I'm going to take this with me because it was hanging up in the office. So now it's hanging up in my office here in Denver. Well, he's still playing too. Oh, yeah. So, so I when you talk about having fun too with you, that was one of those moments. I'm like, oh, I'm going to take this with me.
1: That's one of the moments where I overbid on a lot of things. <laughs> you you made a splash,
0: <laughs> that's for sure. You <laughs>
1: also took the LeBron James basketball with you that I got you. So that's, you had you had a pretty good little tenure there. Oh yeah, collection. That's
0: in my office right here too. You can see it right over my shoulder here.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, and he's still
0: playing. So yeah, and so what do you think about stuff like that? Like I think of it like it's collecting like like autographed items is like as a hobby i don't think it was anywhere near like investing but there's a lot of people that, can make, that have made a ton of money doing it well with
1: any collectible like that it's only worth what someone's willing to pay and the problem is once you buy it now you have to now you have to sell it to somebody else and you have to get them excited and you have to put up with the bargain hunters and the guys that are going to underbid you too so like silver and gold it's only worth what someone will pay you people overpay for those too you know, one thing since crypto's been been on the, on the, main, the main focal point here as far as a alternative asset class, you don't hear much about silver and gold anymore.
0: No, you don't. That's a good point.
1: Yeah, and so one of the things I want to talk about, Rob, it's it's on my mind and it's it's made me very concerned lately, and and I'm I'm angry to the point where I'm angry, and I, I don't get angry much, as you know.
0: Oh no, yeah, not much. But uh, <laughs> I'm angry
1: about something called unrealized capital gains. Have you heard that term floated
0: around? Yeah, uh, in I-, I was. The new- I I was going to ask you that because like with this LeBron James uh, basketball and the autographed picture of Ben Roethlisberger, there are, you know, a few bucks when you bought them a dozen years ago. I don't even know what they're worth today, but could I get taxed on those as it sounds like coming up? Because is it it unrealized gain if they're worth 10 times of what they were paid for, you know, a few years ago?
1: Let's not even, you know, let's 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 make it even simpler. Let's talk about stocks because, you know, most everybody listening has a like a four hundred and one k or they know oh, what yeah. the stock market, is. mutual funds, uh, yeah, real estate, uh, anything you've invested in. Because I don't know where Congress, you know, the problem is with Congress. Once they open the door, they never shut it. Oh
0: no. <laughs> so you ever, <laughs> and, you ever you ever get those temporary taxes on the ballot that never become uh, temporary? Yeah.
1: So the thing that worries me the most here. Is let's say, and you know, I, I'm as you know, we've talked about this before. Not probably people on the show that are listening now don't, but I like to buy and hold. I'm not a big trader. I don't like to buy and sell and buy and sell. I like to buy and hold because I like the long term viability of what I'm investing in.
0: Oh, absolutely. And
1: so I've got a lot of stocks, and, and they're not an IRA. And we're talking about non IRA accounts. IRA is individual retirement account, like 401k, 403b, your own personal IRA, that kind of thing, Roth IRA too. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about people in a non qualified account. That's when you take. Money that you, you can't put in IRA or 401k and you invest in. And you invest with it. You buy real estate with it or you buy stocks with it. Yep. And a lot of people do that. And so what happens here is you get taxed when you sell the stocks you buy. in, in Well, in any of them. Like uh, inside the IRA, you can buy another stock and it's still in the IRA. But out, we're talking about non-qualified again. So let's say I buy IBM at uh, 50, okay. $50 a share. And over the course of the years, it's gone to 150 now. So I have a gain, an unrealized gain of $100 a share because I bought it 50 and it's worth 150 now. And so I know I don't want to pay tax on that gain, uh, either short-term or long-term capital gains. Short-term, you pay whatever your income tax rate is. If you say it's within one year, if you buy a stock and sell a stock, you have to pay short-term capital gains. And if you hold it for longer than a year, you have what's called long-term capital gains, which are a little bit more affordable than short-term. So that's that's what we're used to. Seeing is hey, as long as I don't sell it, I don't know any taxes. So I'm hitting, sitting here with a, let's say 100 shares of IBM, and it's worth there. Each one's worth $100 more than it was when I started. So that's a pretty good little chunk oh, of yeah. change. hundred times a hundred, and so which is uh, $10,000, isn't it? Oh yeah. So so I have $10,000 of unrealized gain. Well, what Congress and 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 the Biden administration is saying is hey. Every single year, you're going to have to pay tax on tax time on that unrealized gain that you haven't even got a gain on. But we're going to tax you on it anyway. And they'll say, oh, don't worry. It's going to be a small amount. <laughs> you know what happens once they get the foot in the door? The foot keep the door keeps open and wider, doesn't it?
0: Oh, man.
1: <laughs> small to who? So, think about that. I mean, so you're going to have people paying tax on millions of dollars of gains that have kept not, you know, they're kept not by. They haven't sold because they didn't want to pay the tax. Now they're going to be taxed every single year anyway. Which is crazy, Rob. What, it's crazy. What, what do you think that so would So think about the, all the people that are going to sell their stocks before this becomes a... It'll crash the market because people will sell right before this becomes a real loss.
0: I was going to say, when it does, what do you think it seems like it's going to happen at the end of the year? It's like, would you rather get taxed on a, on a realized gain or an unrealized gain? So, like, you know, at the end of the financial year... Like, it's going to – like, December would be the worst month to have your money in the market because it's slowly – So what's the
1: incentive to hold stocks long-term anymore if the government's going to punish you for holding it? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying.
0: So it's stupid. I
1: mean, you got people that clearly don't understand economics in charge here, or they just want to – maybe they do understand it. They're trying to crash the economy and make us socialist. I don't know what's going on there. But here's what I thought about today. Yeah. Is – all right, so let's say I bought IBM. It's a different, a different scenario now. I'm a different person. I bought IBM at 150 This is probably the scenario worth, where
0: I'm the one doing this. This is, sounds more like how now
1: so i got, i got one of those little machines in my room, and it's talking to me now. <laughs> <laughs> you know? it's, it's trying to give me directions. All right, so I bought IBM at 150 Yeah. and now it's only worth 50 And then here we go again with the Congress has that law about unrealized capital gains. Well, I've got a loss of $100 a share do i do i get a write off or do i get a special uh, money back because uh, for unrealized losses <laughs> right <laughs> because if you're going to tax me on unrealized gains you better give me a benefit for unrealized losses right and so they haven't thought this through rob it's crazy so many things there that's out there in the administration now that that uh, clearly has not been thought about and 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 it's or maybe it has and and the main purpose is to hurt the middle class because the rich people always have Fancy shelters and all that. And when I'm talking about rich, I'm talking about $10 million or more. And the middle class really has nothing. And so they get squeezed down to the lower And the lower class, is get, they get a lot of benefits from the government. And there's a new 20-year mortgage. The government's floating around where they will supplement the uh, difference between a 30-year and a 20-year. And, and if you qualify, if means-tested, they'll let you be in a 20-year mortgage, and, and it'll be a lot cheaper than somebody who's working their butt off and has a 30-year mortgage. It makes it no sense. Again, it's equaling out the playing field on income, which is Socialism 101.
0: Yeah, and especially in a time, too, where you have all these apps where it's easier to trade and easier to save, even sometimes yep. where it's passive investing, where you know, like there's a credit cards and things like that will round up and invest for you and save. Yep. And So there's more and more ways for, especially younger people that are tech-savvy, to put money aside without even much effort to prepare themselves for retirement or a rainy day or when, you know, for the purchase of the, of their neck of their first house or next house that, right. It's like, and when all of a sudden you're taxing this and like I said, you're not hurting, you're not hurting the wealthy, the people, they have ways nope. of hiding it. It's, it's the ones that are just trying to, you know, get out of the lower class, get out of the lower middle class and try to, you know. Yeah. So. And
1: so it just so happens. I know a lot of people who are just now breaking through, to get to the upper middle class and now the government has declared war and we hear this little phrase uh, you're not paying your quote fair share oh. <laughs> it seems like the people who say that aren't paying anything so where's their fair share
0: oh my, my favorite one is when like you have like people in the administration that owe like half a million dollars in taxes so it's not like it's not like the because like, uh so the government the, i don't know if you read the article about the governor of Colorado, Polis where they say he didn't. He wasn't paying his fair share because he he made his initial money in tech and starting a business. I forget which one it was exactly, but he's a smart business person. Whether you like his right. politics or not, he's done well for himself. Right. And and he does all the typical rich people how you hide your hide your money or move it around so you don't pay as much in income tax, which is another weird thing. By the way, where income is like the highest form of tax there is when. So it's just, you know, it's like when it's what everybody brings in is I'd rather have a higher sales tax than an income tax.
1: Yeah, well, I'm a big believer in a, a, a flat tax. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, any, every time you buy something, you pay a tax. And if you're not buying anything, you're not paying any tax at all. That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, uh, why should we be punished to make more income and then they basically steal it from us? Uh, and, again, this isn't a show about taxes and all that. One, one thing I did want to talk about, though, on taxes is I I go to a lot of message boards and read what people are saying in the crypto market. Yeah, and a lot of the folks that are trading crypto and they're like in and out, in and out, in and out all day long, buying and selling, buying and selling. They they think they're going to get away with not having to pay tax on their gains huh. because the you know crypto is supposedly secure and the government doesn't know it's you know called that's uh, cute. Yeah, yeah, it's basically. <laughs> Is the government knows, man. They they know, and so so the, you're going to get yourself in a lot of tax trouble if you don't report the income. So you know, if you do make money, make sure to report it and tell the IRS because they they know. They'll look at your bank accounts. They they have so many ways. And and I've also heard that they're going to add like tens of thousands of more IRS agents, which should excite everybody.
0: <laughs> right. Well, hopefully there's a worker <laughs> shortage there too.
1: When I used to talk in class back in middle school. Uh, I didn't need more hall monitors out there write my name on the board, so that way. And so I'm going to have a lot more hall monitors out there. But one thing I want to talk about is uh, we, we talked about collectibles like signed yeah, basketballs yeah. and signed artwork and all that. One of the things I haven't got my arms around yet is the NFTs. Yeah, and those are you know those are basically artwork that's digital, and you you buy it, you, you supposedly are the only one who owns that artwork. I, it, but it's on your computer, Rob. I like to see. I like to have something on the wall or on my table that I can show off, like a signed helmet or something. Uh, you know, just having a – on your phone, you have a bunch of pictures that you pay tens of thousands of dollars for. What good is that?
0: Yeah, but it's it's a weird trading market that people have for those. I've, I've heard – I, I got to do more research on that. That will be my homework for next time we talk is try to have a better understanding of these NFTs.
1: You know what? It stands for non-fungible token. What uh, the heck is a fungible?
0: Right. <laughs> I, I had that once I got in, they get doc me an antibiotic, cleared it right up.
1: But I will tell you, yeah, that's different that's a different show. But I did have an employee who was he graduated from UNC, University of North Carolina, and he worked with us for about a year and a half. He was our drone pilot. He was licensed with the FAA too. Uh, he's got a he got a, a really, really good job offer from Hollywood, so he's out there now. He's he's on our media side. But he was investing in those NFTs and he actually had he he was in there like one of the at the beginning mm-hmm. and so he bought some of them really, really cheap, really affordable, and then he was able to, to flip them for pretty good profit. So I guess just like anything, like Amway or multi level marketing, you know, back in the day where you had the the rich people in the neighborhood driving the best cars were Amway free people, but they were in first. So if you're in first and you're on the top of the top of the pyramid, you make money from everybody underneath you. And that's why being first to anywhere is always good. Just like well, look at that Dodge coin we were talking about earlier. Oh, when people first invested in it, it was it was uh, for for one coin. It cost like uh, it was like point zero zero zero, like fifteen zeros, and then a one. So it was like fractional. Like you could buy you could buy millions of that for a penny almost, and then so it went up to it went up to seventy five cents. So if you had millions, you bought it a penny, you made a lot of money. Oh yeah. So again, being first in, but again, so many people get burnt because they think it's going to be the next Dodge coin. They throw money into another one of these junk coins they call them, and it never goes up. As a matter of fact, it goes even further down in value to the point where they pull the pull the plug. They call that pulling the carpet out from under you. So be very careful, and that's why I say only use money you can afford to lose for for these high risk assets.
0: Yeah, the other interesting thing with the cryptocurrency market, it's a twenty four seven market. It's not like with trading on, you know, the New York stock exchanges where it's you know, you know the nine to what nine to five in the East Coast. I'm here in Mountain Time, so it's seven to three. Out here, so or seven thirty to three, so it's like. But the crypto markets, it's twenty four seven. You, you know, stocks can drop overnight with news and things like that. But like you go to bed with Bitcoin or Coinbean A, and you wake up and it it could have dropped ten percent with by the time you wake up.
1: I know, and so <laughs> well, that's why I don't go to sleep, Rob.
0: <laughs> I can tell, right? <laughs>
1: It's fun, man. It's like you gotta have fun, and and the, like me, I, the only way I learn is if I really have something at risk, and so I had to put my own money in there. And I really think, you know, let me again, I I don't sell crypto. Yeah, I've I just I'm just it's to me, I'm just an just an average investor investing on my own. So this is take it for what it's worth. But I think if you look at a baseball game as a nine inning game, you know, it's nine innings, and a lot of times it's if it's a pitching duel, it's a boring nine innings, one to nothing kind <laughs> of game, those, those kind of things. <laughs> but Games get exciting, like that football game tonight we were watching, Chicago and Pittsburgh. Kind of boring, 14-3, and fourteen to 3, I think, at halftime, and just a boring game. It wasn't any fun. All of a sudden, a, a switch whipped and towards the end, it got exciting. And so I think with the crypto markets in general, we're probably in about the third inning in a nine-inning baseball game. So there's a lot of time left ahead of us for a lot of people to make a lot of money.
0: No, but absolutely. There's
1: a lot of the time ahead of us for a lot of people to lose a lot of money if you pick the wrong ones or pick at the wrong time to invest. You know, investing is, is about timing a lot of times, too. If it's way up, it's that all time high. Many times it doesn't make sense to uh, actually, and they call that ATH. If you see that abbreviation, oh, yeah. that means all time high. You see that every now and then. But hey, sometimes it can keep going higher, but other times it'll, uh, it'll they'll, they'll call it profit taking. People that have cut in a lot sooner and a lot cheaper start to liquidate when you want to buy they sell they sell you their coins because they want to make some money and get out so right. be very careful don't put all your eggs in one basket and don't put all the money you have for one for one coin in at the same time stagger it dollar cost average we call that so there's a lot of common sense financial planning techniques that also work in the crypto world
0: no absolutely so what are your thoughts that we're here in the start in the second week of November I'm sure you uh, saw what happened to Zillow and Peloton in the last couple of days in the market. Were amazing,
1: man! Because these were untouchables. I mean, these looked like really firm and great investments.
0: Right? Like Zillow. I would... didn't
1: invest in them, but they looked like that for a lot of people. But, but, but Zillow was really amazing. They they got too big for their britches. Started overpaying for real estate, just like we're talking about. They bought at all time highs, ended up with a big real estate portfolio that was uh, overpriced. Oh yeah, if so they overpriced. It cost themselves a lot of money. I think they laid off like twenty five percent of their employees.
0: Correct? Yeah, that's what I heard too. Like, if you look back in February of this year, February eighth, their um, their high for the year was uh, around two hundred dollars a share. And as we talked today at the Monday night, November eighth, it is around sixty seven dollars a share.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and again, the sentiment there is not too good. And and we were we were talking about this. Is this signaling? the beginning
0: of a real estate crash oh yeah no it's especially with mortgage rates and inflation and like every all the costs are going to are people going to be able to afford to go i mean a mortgage is all about what you have to spend at the end of the month and if all yep. of a sudden you know your monthly costs are going up by 10 15 20 percent like i know when my wife and i go to the grocery store the um, the week we go on sundays we start going at sunday nights because it's much less busy at sunday nights and yep
1: yeah, if you have more months than money, you're in trouble, and you need a better plan.
0: Right? Oh my gosh, it's just you keep looking at you like, huh? Like, so this is how this is how you can tell the prices have changed. My wife and I love Brenner, uh, like brunch or breakfast for dinner, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I love it too. It's good. And, I uh, like the Waffle House too. Right? That,
0: you know what? I was doing the math now with how much things cost. Sometimes, like it, sometimes actually almost makes more sense to go out to eat at a like a like a quick service place like a chipotle or qdoba you're like boy for me to make this now is getting just as expensive as to go out to go have someone else do it for me
1: well remember how we were talking about a little while on the show you figure out what you like to do and what you don't like to do you pay other people to do Uh, i i love to cook i hate to clean and i love to eat more than i love to do both of those things So, so sometimes i'd rather eat out not have to worry about doing dishes or anything and 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 you save a lot of time that way again time is money but if, if cooking is therapeutical for me, too, sometimes where, you know, sitting there and, and just pretend you're on a cooking show, like uh, maybe pretend you're on the cooking show with that lady used to do and, and open a couple of bottles of wine while you're while you're <laughs> making all the food, Julia Childs. Remember did, her? She'd get drunk during the episode. Did, now,
0: uh, did, I, did, I see, did I see something on, like, one of your Facebook feeds where the other weekend you made some homemade pasta?
1: Oh, yeah, man. Uh, it was pretty good, too. Oh, and shit. I made homemade, uh, homemade spaghetti sauce, too, from scratch. Wow get the tomatoes and boil them now next time i'll tell you here's a, a a hack a cheat what do they call it a, a cheat code or whatever what do you call life <laughs> life a life hack life hack here yeah that's what they call it now is is instead of instead of like buying or looking for the tomatoes and then boil them skin them and boil them myself just get the ones that are already uh, cooked in the can and, and like the whole tomatoes that have been steamed and those are just as good the italian ones and they, it works good there's nothing better than Real, real homemade spaghetti sauce. I don't think I'll ever buy it out of the uh, jar anymore. Oh
0: man, now you're getting me hungry. Here's this
1: is bedtime out here. <laughs> I'll get you the recipe, Rob. I can share it with you. A, you it was know, you, easy. you
0: know,
1: you know a, and again, there's a hack in there. Like, you, you don't have to boil the tomatoes. You can just buy the cans. And uh, you know, hey, it's about uh, about 20 minutes of prep time, and then and then about two two or three hours to to let it simmer. And uh, you basically let it simmer as long as you can until your belly overrules your mind and you uh, start cooking some spaghetti noodles real quick.
0: Ah, sounds delicious. (laughs) If someone needed help with their financial cookbook.
1: Here's what I did. I made manicotti, Rob. Manicotti is really good, too. Those are the shells, the long shells that you stuff with a a cheese mixture.
0: Oh, man.
1: And uh, ricotta cheese and mozzarella and some parmesan, and you stuff it in there, and then you smother it with sauce, and then you... uh, you put a bunch of mozzarella on top and some parmesan on top, and what I like to do is sprinkle some pepperonis on top so it looks like a big old pizza when it comes out. And then the way that we cook in the oven for another hour until you can't stand it anymore. And, then, uh, <laughs> eat it. and hey, you know what? Italian food is, is like, uh, I think, Chinese food too, but Italian food and soups and stews and chilies,
0: they're better the next day. Oh, man, no doubt about that. And I don't know, do you
1: think it's better the next day or do you think you've just been thinking about it all night? You can't wait to get up and have some more like Santa Claus showing up.
0: I just assume it, like, marinates more. Like, that's just my, <laughs> like my unscientific or unproven, yeah, un- I my theory. Good. So my wife and her flying out to the North Carolina uh, in our first week of December, Coach. Where are you going to be?
1: Where am I going to be? I'm going to be in Vegas. Oh, man. I was hoping yeah. to get a
0: home-cooked pasta meal.
1: From the 2nd to the 8th, I'll be in Vegas. So, uh, you know, there's some correlation, though, to... cooking world and the financial world because the financial world if you take the time to to pick the right ingredients and you combine them the right way and and we call it cooking with love if you if you really enjoy what you're doing and you're paying attention the longer you leave it alone the better it gets oh yeah financially yeah it really is i mean it's it's about uh thinking about things and enjoying things and and doing things with a purpose And, and that's what everyone listening should should look at is you know I don't care what the neighbor says they're doing, and you know Coach Peter said he made he's made a million since May in the crypto world, but do your own thing you do you that's what Dan Bongino says and it, yeah it, it's, whatever you do, take little small baby steps I mean I'm fifty five years old I mean it took me a long time to get up here where i where I had the courage to even play the crypto market because it's scary, Rob once you invest, you're on that super highway oh, it's yeah. all fun until you press that buy button and once you buy you're in oh. and you know what Murphy's Law strikes a lot of times is that the minute you buy, it starts going down a lot of times. And that, so that, you know you have to have really, you have to have confidence in what you did to begin with. And if you do and you really believe in what you invested in, you double down and buy more when it gets cheaper.
0: Right. That's Eventually actually it I,
1: might you turn back and, and, and make you a lot of money.
0: That's what happened to me with that doggy coin or whatever it was. I bought it on the high end, I'm still waiting it for it to come back.
1: <laughs> uh, I got it at eleven cents when I I didn't I wasn't lucky enough to get it. Yeah, you know, that's another problem with the crypto world as you know. You may see some coins you want to buy that are very, very, very cheap, but you can't find where to buy it because because a lot of these wallets they call and we have to. It, it, it's an act of Congress to get money in some of these wallets, oh, and yeah. you got to you got to wire it over there or whatever. It's crazy. Sometimes you have to buy Ethereum from one from one wallet, and send it to a different one, and trade it for something else. It's I mean it really takes it's, it's a rocket science degree just to learn how to even buy any of <laughs> these things, but. uh some of the ones you see where people made a fortune, there's no way you would have been able to find it to begin with. So you can't kick yourself about that. So get the ones that are strong and stable. And, again, I think we're in the third inning of a nine-inning game. I think you'll do well there. The stock market, as, as you and I exchange notes and, and uh, conversations all uh, you know all year long, there's been a lot of good picks in the stock market. You and I have uh, had some pretty good – I don't want to call it luck. We've had some pretty good skill in picking some of these. that We've, we've been in some pretty good ones.
0: Oh, yeah. Like no. – uh,
1: yeah, what's that? Am uh, ABML? Uh, so it was. Yeah.
0: It was last summer when I when we first started talking about this again, and I just because I, I work in the fueling industry and I, we started selling chargers for electric vehicle, and you just start going, you see where everything's going that way, and like it's the, the common financial phrase. I remember you saying something similar to where it's like, you don't want to dig for the gold, you want to sell the axe. Yep. And the so, picks and shovels, right? And blue jeans. <laughs> right? Yep. And so then I was like <laughs> oh, and well, with all this. All the stuff going electric with, you know, electric vehicles. I know a guy out here that's working on electric uh, aircraft for electric aviation. You go, boy, they're going to need lithium, nickel, and cobalt to make these batteries. And there's already a shortage of it. So it's like, well, let's find the companies that are making that or finding a way to recycle it. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And,
1: and, again, it's all about the, uh, and I bought plug power, P-L-U-G. Yeah. I bought that 90 cents about 10 years ago. <laughs> maybe not 10 maybe seven <laughs> years ago went all the way up to like eighty dollars i didn't sell went back down to like five dollars and now i think it's uh but i don't watch it all the time i just again i'm buying whole guy i don't i don't i don't sit there and stress because i'm i've got a 10 to 20 year horizon when i buy these things years that's pretty yep. good but uh it, it, it's going back up and that's alternative power and then you 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 you, you four Us. It's a uranium company, and I bought that fairly cheap a couple like a year and a half ago, I think. Now let's look at uh, let me pull these numbers up. But mm-hmm. I tell you, I'm not going to give too much, too much in the weeds. But I bought it at four dollars and twenty six cents.
0: That's pushing and eleven I right bought, now.
1: Uh, what I buy a thousand shares, and now it is worth ten dollars. So that's not a bad little uh, that's a double, right? So I'm no. up six thousand five hundred dollars there as the unrealized gain, Rob. Unreal. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but Uncle Biden wants to tax me on that. And, you know, that's going to be, I'm telling you, it's going to be, when people, here's what we do in a general uh, day-to-day life. We we get up, we have breakfast, we wonder about what, what our sports teams, uh, we watch sports teams, we talk to everybody at sports teams. Uh, every now and then a news article comes or we hear about something, and then all of a sudden we somebody explains to us what an unrealized capital gains tax is, and life gets a whole lot more complicated.
0: Oh. I, <laughs> the stuff like this, I wonder what the unintended consequences are. It's That's what I always oh, ask. Okay like when people do stuff like this or they talk about ideas it's like what's what are the unintended natural consequences like you said all of a sudden everybody starts selling everything off right before this becomes into effect yeah well have you ever played chess before oh yeah
1: what do you do when you play chess you just move the uh, the king and the rook all over the place no, oh, you he, think he, about what would happen if i move it here what's going to happen and you try to think
0: Three, moves three ahead. four,
1: five, six, seven. Like the computer can think what hundreds of moves ahead. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> but, uh, when I coach, I don't be- think I don't think the people in the government are chess players. I think they can't even play checkers because they <laughs> obviously have not thought ahead on this.
0: Oh yeah. No, the the term we use when I coach basketball is like we're trying to get guys to learn how to play chess and basketball yeah. where they're thinking three moves ahead. Where it's like let's right. play. We're going to play chess while the other team plays checkers.
1: By the way, speaking of basketball, I, I don't know if I told you this. I, you know, I have so many things going on in my life. I've, I've won three Emmys in, in in my life too. Oh yeah, with We've got a new we've well, we got a new movie we we're just finalizing on. We've done all the filming and everything. It'll be out in 2022, and it's called Never Lose Sight. It's the Dick Vitale story.
0: Oh yeah, he's going through some health issues right now too.
1: He's, yeah he's got uh he's got a little bit of a cancer scare there he's uh I, I talked to him last week he's uh he's in good spirits and and he seems to be you know you never you never know these days right. or anything but he he seems to be uh, seems to be okay you know he has to do some chemo and everything but it's not a bad the c word's bad but it, it could be a lot worse as far yeah. as cancer concerned so you know dick Vitale only has one eye he lost one of his eyes when he's little he, he's i think five or six years old he's he jabbed his own. He was I don't, doing something with a pencil, and he stuck it in his eye and lost an eye. Oh. So got teeth a lot growing up. But the movie's going to be awesome. He's, he was great friends with uh, Jim Valvano. Oh yeah. And so you know, we're really excited about this movie. It's going to, you know, Dick Vitale is such a great guy. So again, what does that have to do with the money world? Well, it has a little bit because I diversify where I where I invest my money. And, and again, this is a it's a non-profit adventure for me because i'm i'm not going to make any money on it but they needed uh, an investor and someone to help with some of the some of the thoughts in the movie and so i stepped up for that so it's a uh, i i just like Dick Vitale as a person really good guy so no. never lose sight though never lose sight of your goals and objectives in the financial world never lose sight that money is not the uh, not the end all be all but it will help you do a lot of things and never lose sight that you should never have all your eggs in one basket robin i think that'll pretty much end it for the week huh?
0: absolutely if, once again where can people find you if they want if they want to reach out
1: yeah then go to talk to coach.com talk to coach.com if you want to like we've got a whole lot of self-planning tools as well at pete on demand p-e-t-e on you can always text rob that's, that's rob's name there folks rob to 600
0: 700 coach i appreciate it we'll have to do it again his we'll have to do it again here soon
1: Always fun, Rob. Take care. Take care of you and uh, take care of everyone else. Happy uh, New Year. Merry Christmas and everything that's coming up right now.
0: Thank you, sir. Talk to you soon.
1: You too, brother.